What is up, everybody? This is Andrew, and this is Roll for Persuasion, the uh, one of the few D&D-themed non-actual play podcasts in the world. Uh, if you get on iTunes and look, just about everybody's actual play, but we're about, all about actual talk. So we like to uh, do some interviews here. We talk with creators in the community. We like to talk about what D&D has meant to them and how it has inspired and influenced the work that they're doing. Um, before we get into things, uh, remember, you can always follow us at Roll number four persuasion on Instagram and on the Twitter. We would appreciate a follow. Feel free to reach out and interact there. And of course, uh, go to iTunes when you have a chance. Leave us a good review. Heck, you know what? You don't even have to write a review. If you just hit the uh, the five star, that is great. We'd really appreciate that. Helps us do what we do. Interview awesome people every week. And speaking of awesome people, Dave, what's going on, man? Hey, not much, man. How you doing? Doing real good. I appreciate you jumping on with me. Um, we've got Dave here from Smuggler's Coffee. Um, pretty pumped because we get to talk about the intersect of two of my favorite nerdy things, one of which is D&D, and the other of which is coffee, which is a nerddom, like, all on its own. It's like its own total, like, subculture. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, yeah, so I came across you, um, as I come across many of my guests on Twitter, uh, what caught my eye is you do some awesome art on your on your bags, and the uh, the name of all your coffee is themed, and, and that's super fun and interesting, and we'll dive into that, but let's let's kick off... Tell me, um, tell me how you got into D and D. What's kind of your first memory of of the game, or hearing of it, or getting involved? All right, yes. Yeah, so I got into D and D way back uh, with the second edition. So what happened was I bought uh, bought a couple books. We were going on vacation, and I picked up uh, R. A. Salvatore's Crystal Shard, and I picked up, or uh, my brother picked up um, the. Uh, Odd, uh, Dragons of Autumn Twilight and uh, I just devoured those books and then from there um, you know they were you know you see their D&D settings and stuff and so we started picking up the books and started playing and uh, it just kind of developed from there um, we played a little bit in second edition uh, it was me and a group of friends my brother uh, God knows we probably weren't even playing it right. We were just, you know, <laughs> just having fun doing what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we were, we were young kids and just playing. And um, then it was, uh, we stopped playing. Everyone kind of like went their own way, but I really kept reading all the novels. And eventually I got married and had a kid, had kids and uh, my oldest son ended up getting the 3.5 D&D Player's Handbook. And he just started flipping through it. And I was like, oh, wow, kid's interested in D&D. You know, let's, uh, let's check it out. From there, we just started playing, like, some home games. Uh, we ended up going to uh, a local game shop. And this is probably three years ago now. And we found out, you know, fifth edition was, was out and stuff. And uh, we've been playing just a lot nonstop, pretty much. I mean, it's right. Uh, we've got games at our shop. Um, it's uh, if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter, you'll see the barrel room uh, games. Um, you know, we got a room full of different whiskey barrels and bourbon barrels that are filled with coffee beans and stuff. And we have a table right in the middle that's just set up for D and D. That um, has to be the best smelling like <laughs> D and D room probably in the world. 
It is. It is. <laughs> like breaking I, I every stereotype brag. of like sweaty guys in their basement playing D and D. It's like yeah. I bet you walk in here, it's like, oh my god, I'm never gonna leave. Yeah. Yeah, just about everyone says the same thing when they walk in here. Oh, my God, it smells great. I mean, it's like a mixture of whiskey, bourbon, rum, and coffee. It's It does smell really good in here. It's like it God's own cool. perfume is what that sounds like, like whiskey, oh, yeah. bourbon, yeah. rum, and coffee. That's yep, awesome. Yep. So so the funny thing is that like my introduction to D&D was very similar to yours. In fact, exactly the same. It started with Crystal Shard, exactly. right? And yeah. loved that book. I read everything Salvatore wrote. Um, I devoured yep. Dragonlance, all of that. I was playing yeah. Baldur's Gate. And yep. never yep. at any point did I realize that was Dungeons and Dragons at all. Oh, like, okay. I was just like, oh, Forgotten Realms. This is real cool. And like yeah. I, I went my entire childhood, high school, college life without having any any, you know, uh interest in D D until literally like three years ago. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. That stuff that uh that stuff that I was into my entire life, that was Dungeons and Dragons. I've been missing out on this this entire time. So I feel like I kind of missed the ship a little, a little bit, but I'm glad to uh you know at least be here playing now. So so then coffee. So you've got this, you know, interest mm-hmm. in uh interest in D D playing sounds like your whole life. Um yeah. when did when did coffee go from being a, you know, necessary tool to keep you alive and get stuff done to like a, like a passion or an interest. So it's kind of a weird introduction, how I got into coffee. Um, I was writing for a couple different, uh, beer websites, uh, reviewing beers, um, just all sorts of different, like the local breweries and stuff like that. And from there it was, um, I got introduced to some coffee roasters and they were, you know, working with breweries. And I just got super into coffee. I, I wanted to try every coffee I could, different styles, you know, espressos, drip, just anything to do with coffee. I just like fell in love with. I told the wife one day, I'm just like, look, um, I either want to open up a brewery or I want to open up a coffee roasting business. And without missing a beat, she just looked at me and said coffee. So um, we've been uh, been doing this now for, I think this is uh, about four years I've been, been roasting coffee. Um, and uh, it's been like a, a business um, for three years now. So it's uh, it's been pretty cool. We started off like we've always had the pop culture thing. Um, almost everything that we've done is like label wise or names of the coffee have been, um, pop culture. And, um, and just to, f- to let people know who are, who are listening at home and you can go to smugglerscoffee.com and check it out. But we're talking about names, uh, a brew hope, tomb of caffeination, <laughs> plus one to charisma, um, the Kraken caffeine, you know, stuff like that. So, so definitely not just your packaging, but then the naming too, just like clever pop culture, uh, strong yeah. references, right? Yep. Yeah. Like our, um, our first few coffees that we, that came out, um, one was, uh, called black magic. Um, then there was, uh, pieces of eight, you know, pirate theme. And then, uh, our first, um, two labels were, uh, slap shot and, uh, plus one to charisma, like the first, like, you know, ones with artwork and stuff on it. Um, but, Plus one the charisma was when we were just starting to get back into Dungeons and Dragons. And it was just like, um, it just like captured me and, you know, just had to like 
pretty much fly that geek flag as high as I could. Totally. You know, it's just like, totally. Cause there, there wasn't any coffee roasters doing what we were doing at the time that I know of. So it was just like, you know what? I, I kind of want to like, you know, let other people know that, Hey, this is, this is what we are. This is what we represent. We're, uh, we're nerds. We're geeks. Um, you know, come, come along for the ride type thing. So it was, it was cool though. I mean, it's always been, uh, well-received pretty much. So it's, it's, it's been a blast. That's awesome. So, so when did you decide to, you know, like barrel age, right? Cause that, that seems to be like one of the, one of the kind of features and, and things that you seem to hold really tight to. When did that become part of it? Or has it kind of been part of it from the beginning? Like your particular style as far as coffee? Yeah, goes? that was, that was right from the get go. Um, I had a barrel aged coffee from another, uh, coffee roaster and I absolutely fell in love with it. And, uh, to go back to when I was writing for beer websites, I, I met a lot of brewers and became friends with them. And, um, I hit one of the guys up and I'm just like, Hey, can I get a barrel from you? And he's like, yeah, sure. Come and grab one. He's like, I got one in my garage right now. So I went and got it. And, uh, it was actually from a, a beer that had a, uh, um, uh, princess bride, um, name. So we kind of changed it a little bit and we made it, um, uh, dread pirate Roberts. And that was nice, our first nice. barrel aged. And, uh, yeah. And it's just been something we've been doing ever since started off with just the one barrel. And right now I'm sitting in about 45 barrels right now. So <laughs> not too bad for what you uh, say three, cool. three ish years. Yeah, 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 three-ish years. Not, not bad at all. So, no. so you, you've got the great names and you've got this artwork, which people definitely need to uh, go on and check out. Um, how do you get the artwork? Do you do, I mean, do you do the art yourself? Do you reach out to different people in the community? Like, like how do you come up with the different graphics? No, so I actually have two guys that do the artwork for me. Um, the first guy, uh, his name is Matt Sharp. Uh, he did our logo for us, and uh, that, that goes back to the brewery days also. He was doing beer labels for a brewery, and I hit him up because I just loved his artwork. And I'm just like, hey, dude, um, would you be willing to do a, uh, a logo for me? And we just kind of spitballed back and forth and because uh, originally the name of the uh, – the business was going to be a brew hope. It was going to, you know, just kind of have like a star Wars theme to it. And uh, we both kind of decided that, uh, you know, it's kind of limiting it a little too much. So why don't we go with something else? And just one day I just was like, you know what? Smugglers. I love that name. Uh, It can mean so many different things to so many different genres. And, uh, you know, we can take a little bit from the Star Wars, take a little bit from Pirates, take a little bit from D&D, and that's a perfect name. So um, he did the uh, logo for us, and then um, he does uh, the vast majority of our labels. Um, and then I've got another guy. Uh, his name is Adam Farster. Uh, he's a local comic book artist, and... Um, He's been uh, he's been doing some really outstanding work for us lately. He's done a lot of the D and D themed ones for us. Uh, he did um, plus one to charisma, uh, Kraken, Skull and Bones, uh, Tomb of Caffeination. Uh, he also did the uh, Coffees of Autumn Twilight, which was uh, a really cool label that uh, that we've uh, retired. 
and uh, we'll end up doing uh, Coffees of Winter Night soon to awesome. kind of awesome. uh, keep with that Dragonlance theme. Right. Um, yeah, so it's been uh, been pretty cool. It's awesome. So, so about how often do you come out with um, new flavors? I mean, are are you kind of generally rotating things in and out, and you have a few kind of set ones, or is it all you know pretty pretty streamlined? How often is uh, something new popping up? You know what? It's pretty much whenever I think of something, it's like I'll <laughs> I'll uh, just email one of those guys and just be like, "Hey, dude, I got this wild idea." Right. So, um, you know, it's like I'll give them a name that I'm thinking of, and we just kind of go back and forth a little bit and develop something. Um, like I've got a couple labels that I haven't really even used yet that uh, I'm sitting on trying to find the perfect coffee for, and then there's other times where it's like, you know, I've got a coffee and it's just like you drink the coffee. I'm like, all right, this is the name and it just happens. So it's, it's, it's just completely random how I come up with the label or the, the names and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of true to D and D, right? Like some of the best moments in D and D come up from like that totally random, like, Oh, you know, I just had a random, let, let's try this. No, no, no trust me. I'm going to jump off this cliff. Like it's going to be great. Go with me. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. That's awesome. That's, that's yeah. So I yeah, saw the other I, I saw. I, I guess this was a while ago. I think it's. I think it's actually your pin tweet on Twitter. But uh, you had an opportunity to uh, serve up some of your coffee to um, you know some of the, some of the big names in the community, right? Like Joe Manganiello oh, and yes. uh, Mike Merle. So, so how did that come about? What was that like? Uh, so the week before, I actually met a lot of those guys. Um, we were invited to um, the auction of many things out in LA. Um, so this guy, uh, Nikhil Potdar of, uh, Night Owl Studio hit me up and he's like, Hey, would you like to come out to LA and, uh, do some coffee for us for the auction of many things? And, uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, definitely. No brainer. Of course I'm there. Yep. <laughs> Just booked my ticket. So, Let's go. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, I went out there, um, not knowing anyone, not even really knowing what I was doing. And I, I got to meet a lot of the guys from the Murder Hobos, which uh, are some really big names in the community. And I met I met Joe Manganiello um, and Luke Gygax and uh, just a whole bunch of really awesome people out there. And uh, the next week was GaryCon. And so basically I get back and then I went to GaryCon. And uh, I was sitting in a, uh, a panel for D&D Beyond with my son. And uh, my phone's going off uh, from one of the guys that I met. And he's like, hey, Joe and the murder hobos are wondering if they can get some of your coffee. And uh, that was that. I just, uh, I pretty much, I left my kid in the, the panel and <laughs> took off. And uh, in all fairness, he didn't want to leave the panel. Sure, so sure. So I everybody won, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He and Ended up getting the uh, for sitting in the panel. He got the D and D uh, beyond the uh, uh, was the legacy or the, the legendary the or whatever bundle. it is bundle. Yeah, yeah, legendary bundle. Yeah, so he got that, and uh, I got to go serve uh, Joe, Mike, and the uh, murder hobos. So it was it was really <laughs> That's cool. Awesome. So uh, so what they think? What, what one? What did you serve them? Like which and and was was there stress so, involved in like picking? Okay, which which what do I give them? Or was it literally what you had in your bag? <laughs> It was, it was basically what I had in my backpack at the time because I had a, a couple samples and stuff. And 
we didn't have a coffee pot there, so I had to actually go back to my hotel to get a coffee. Steal pot. a coffee pot from yeah. the from the Hilton or whatever. From the hotel room, yeah, and go back. And uh, I brewed up. Um, it was a barrel aged coffee called Ultimo Ombre, and it was a tequila barrel. Ooh, nice. And uh, it was uh, it was very well received. Uh, um, a couple of the guys said uh, they thought it was a, a very special coffee. They loved it. And uh, I have gotten some orders from those guys uh, since then. So it was uh, really kind of cool. So that was that was uh, a surreal kind of experience. Like, you know, I, I get called out of a panel to go serve these guys that are just, you know, huge in, like, the D&D community. Right, it's right. It's like, you know, that, that, was, that was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So you you might you might hang up on me at this point because um, I was no. I used to, I used to be I used to be very into coffee like you know I had my pour over and I was like kind of one of the, the irritating hipster yeah. types right like I'm gonna you know get the <laughs> the kettle spout then I'm gonna like pour over in a certain way oh, yeah. and for a certain amount of time because I had a buddy who was super into it like that uh, and then I had a kid and we were like. We, we flooded in a hurricane and we were remodeling. I was like, I don't have time to make coffee anymore. So I bought an espresso machine. Mm-hmm. So I just do like pods now. So any, anytime I talk to yeah. a legitimate coffee person, they just kind of turn their nose up at me. But I, I think I'm going to have to, after looking at your stuff, I think I'm going to have to get back into it and, you know, buy some beans and grind them up and, uh, you know, bust the stuff out and try it out. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say the one thing that I kind of found out is um, like our coffee for some reason doesn't like it's not as strong when you do it in pods um it's just uh the way that those brew um a lot of those curing coffee makers they don't get hot enough to extract all the flavors so you're actually not getting as much so I, i try to tell people you know not to to use our coffee for that but if that's all you got and want to try our coffee i mean i'm not gonna stop you but um yeah um most of like like when i'm at home and stuff i just use like a drip coffee maker i mean i'm not even i'm too lazy to do the the pour overs and stuff right it's uh i'm not even gonna lie i i I do pour overs i do espressos and stuff for my own but it's like in the early morning i'm gonna just grind up coffee throw it in uh i got a nice uh, coffee maker that's basically an automatic pour over and I just throw it in there and just you know start waking up in the morning that's about it but I'm not going to sit there and do the pour over and all that at five o'clock in the morning so so what's just your uh what's, what's your go-to then is it uh is it one of the ones that you have for sale or is it an exclusive you know smugglers only uh so I try and like rotate all the time I don't want to get stuck on one coffee my absolute favorite go-to though is Slapshot, and that one is—it's not one of our more popular ones, but it's just one that's always uh, that I've loved. It's—it's it's very super chocolatey, but it's—it seems to be polarizing. Like if you don't like Peruvian chocolate, you're not going to like this coffee. It just seems like that's—that's that's the way it goes. Um, but to me, like once it starts cooling down a little bit to room temperature, it, it has like this melted candy bar taste to it. And that's what I love about it. Otherwise, you know, I'm drinking just about everything we have, you know, the, the barrel age stuff is, I still treat that. That's like a treat for me. I, I don't want to drink that every day. Cause then I'll just get spoiled on sure. it. And 
but the the rest of the coffees, you know, it's you know, I, I keep a little bit at home, and you know, my wife's favorite is plus one to charisma, so I try and make that a lot, and um, yeah, it's just uh, you know, usually whatever I'm roasting up, uh, I'll bring a little bit home, and uh, that'll be what we drink for the week. So it's pretty much rotating of sure, everything. Sure, sure. So. Well, and and that's what's cool about coffee um, is that it, it can be such like a nerdy obsession, right? Like like yeah. it's very similar like to wine, right? Like the, the temperature mm-hmm. that you have it at, like the region that the beans were grown in, how you roasted them, like like you yeah. can you can get super deep into into the particulars of it. So so like for any of y'all out there yeah. who, who enjoy coffee but haven't, you know, done the full nerd dive, like check it out. I mean, you can... <laughs> You can, you know, just get sunk into the same with brewing too. You know, interesting that you kind of came from that brewing background. Very similar thing. Yeah. Yeah, You can get lost down a rabbit hole real quick with, with coffee. I mean, you can go with like uh, a certain like Ethiopian uh, coffee beans. You can get like a blueberry flavor from a different processing of coffee, whether it's, you know, a natural process or, or whatever. I mean, you can get different flavors from them, Uh, honey processed coffees. It's, there's so many different combinations and each one gives you a different flavor. And then it's like the roasting techniques. Um, You know, uh, people don't realize the lighter the roast, the more, the caffeine um so it's like you also get more of the natural flavor from the lighter roast uh medium roast you start losing a little bit of that natural flavor you start picking up more of the chocolatey flavors and then dark roast you're just tasting the roast itself you're not tasting the coffee bean um but there's you know there's so many different varieties of coffee out there so many different farms and it's you know i could buy from a farm one year and then the next year I'm buying from the exact same farm and it's going to taste completely different because, you know, the weather, you know, oh, yeah. had so much effect on it. So it's, it's fun to play around with, fun to learn about. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's really kind of interesting and, and neat to see all these different, uh, changes and stuff. So I, I enjoy coffee a lot. So it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. That's awesome. So, so jumping back to D and D, you talked about like hosting, uh, hosting games. I guess there in the in the barrel room. Um, yeah, that's what's called, right? The barrel room. Yep, yep. Yeah. We call it the barrel room. So, yeah. are you typically DMing those games? Are you playing them? Are they family? Are they friends? Like, like, what's the deal with uh with the games that you play right now? Yeah. So nine times out of ten, I'm DMing in here. It's just like I love DMing. That's like been one of my favorite things. I love making the story. And just basically narrating the, the people through it. So the most of the time, it's it's a lot of my friends. My two kids, or my two boys, not my two kids. I got three kids. But uh, my two boys, they play D&D with me all the time. Um, just about every game, I've got those two here. Um, they love, you know, they've, they've pretty much been growing up in D&D. And besides them, it's, uh, you know, my brother, he'll, he'll come out and he'd started playing again. You know, he was a part of our, our second edition group and now he's, he's jumped back in and he brings his son with, uh, other than that, it's like a rotating group of people. Like we've got, uh, you know, friends, coworkers, it's been kind of just a parade of people. I mean, we've got other guys that I've met from Instagram, uh, people that we've had from, uh, the local game shop come through. 
uh, it, it's not really just uh, a set group anymore. It's just because everyone wants to come and hang out in the barrel room pretty much. <laughs> right. So it's, it's D&D's almost yeah, secondary to just sitting there and soaking up the, uh, the bean aroma. Oh right? yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you can just sit in here and, you know, just smell it and it's, it's great. And, you know, we usually order a couple pizzas too. So that usually not, helps nothing us. wrong with it. So do, no. you, do you like to, uh, I, I assume then with that kind of, you know, like you said, rotating cast, people coming in and out, do you do you like mm-hmm. do your own kind of homebrew world? Do you run off any kind of published campaigns? How do you like to uh, set those so, adventures up? So right now we do have like one group that we're, that I'm, I'm doing a campaign with. Um, and we're starting, we started off with a couple uh, one shots because it was all these guys, their first time playing. So I did a couple one shots with them. Um, one of them was from a guy named John Castle. Um, he's um, with the, the Death Safes guys. Um, he's a, also a screenwriter and stuff. He's, he's a really super cool guy. I met him out in L.A. Uh, he gave me this one shot that um, I just love. And that's usually been my go-to for new people. I'll do this one shot with them. And then um, from there, we went to the, uh, the Cauldron and Tower uh, their first adventure, uh, I think it was Children, Children of, of the, the Hills. Hills. Yeah, we interviewed yeah. Uh, John from them just the other day. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, then we did uh, we did that one, and that was like their their second introduction into D and D. And then we went uh, and we started doing some Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and we're going to lead that into the new Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. That's exactly um, what I'm doing right now. We're like two sessions away from wrapping up Waterdeep, and we're going right into cool. a descent. So yeah, pretty pumped about yeah. that. We're um, so we're not running them like we're not finishing them. We're taking I'm just taking little bits and pieces of each, and we're gonna kind of like I'm I'm just like combine them. We also did a little bit of Ghost of Salt Marsh in it too. It's like I'm going through and I'm picking and choosing what I want to, in this story. We're just kind of going through it and we're going to take a little side trip to uh to crin coming up and we're going to do a little uh, little dragon lance in it also that's awesome. uh, that's so awesome. yeah just it's um a little bit of plane hopping um you know because it started off with the guys uh once they got those two one sh- uh little bit of one shots done we started doing a little thing where they're like collecting different artifacts and from there they went into water deep now we're just into that and then they're going to start, you know, inadvertently getting these artifacts and that's going to lead into uh Baldur's Gate and we're going to take a little side trip, but they don't, they don't know that yet. And uh, they're going to end up in, in Kryn. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So that's cool, man. Yeah. So you mentioned to uh, that you're a big Star Wars fan. Um, yeah, I, I'm also a big Star Wars fan. So you know, my entire life, like you should see, I'm, the room I'm in sitting in right now has a uh, like the walls are lined with the uh, the action fleet figures from like the late '90s. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What is uh, your least favorite Star Wars movie, and why is it The Last Jedi? <laughs> I'm one of the few that actually like the last. Oh, job. okay. Well, you know, so, it's been it's been a great interview. It was really great having uh <laughs> having Dave on. Well, well, I'll explain it. Go for it. Right? Go for it. So this is a safe space. All right. So the last Jedi to me, it's going to all depend on the next movie. If the next movie picks up and they basically stick the landing 
it'll make the last Jedi look good. It's, it wasn't a very, you know, it didn't end happy. And I guess like with empire strikes back, which is my all time favorite movie, doesn't have a happy ending. And I kind of like that to where it wasn't like, you know, the heroes did kind of win, but they didn't really win because they, they pretty much got their asses kicked. Um, You know, they, the only reason they, they won is they just got away. That's it. Um, so I enjoyed that with the movie. To me, I, I thought it was it was solid. Didn't answer the questions that I wanted answered, but you know, looking back on it, I I, I don't hate the movie at all. Um, I'm also one of the few that actually likes the movie Solo too. So see now there actually, but, and and you know what, I'm thinking we should probably do like a secondary podcast at some point where we just purely <laughs> talk about the Star Wars movies because I could spend an hour doing this. Solo, yeah, I yeah. thought was great. And I loved oh, Solo. I, did too. I thought I did Solo too. was great. I freaked out at the end because um, I, I, I did. Uh, no spoilers. Even though you probably should have seen it by now. If you haven't seen it by now, just don't. But uh, okay. I I was not crazy about uh, um, Rogue One or, or I don't even yeah Rogue One. Okay. But I love Solo. So so yeah. So yeah. you know we, we have we have some common ground here. That's fine. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. No. Um, Solo. In fact, I went opening night uh, to go see Solo, and I got the set of the the dice set he had. Um, they were giving those away and those are actually hanging on the coffee roaster. So every time I roast they're they're right there. So Solo was a great movie. You know, I was a little worried when I saw his Elden Aaron was playing, uh, Solo. I I really didn't know much about him besides, um, I can't think of the movie that he was, the big movie he was in before that. Um, but I wasn't really a big fan of it and watching Solo, um, he didn't take me out of it. And there were times when I totally saw like, yep, that he does a very good Han Solo. And I enjoyed it immensely. It, w- it was really cool. For worst Star Wars movie, I, 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 I'm going to go with episode two. I just, uh, that's one movie that I can skip every time. You know so. what? And, and, mo- and most people do. I'm one of those people. Uh, and, and this has now devolved purely into a Star Wars podcast. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, I'm one of those people who's fully on the anti prequels train for a long time, but now I kind of look back mm-hmm. at them fondly. You know, like like right. that like that that uh, that girlfriend relationship that you had maybe like in high school that like when when it first started you're like oh this is great. Then a couple of years after you were out of it you're like that was really terrible. Why did I do that? But then ten years <laughs> later you're like oh you know what actually you know we had some good times. Um, yeah, I, I can go back and purely enjoy the Phantom Menace. I can actually watch and enjoy Attack of the Clones and laugh at it, but. Yeah. But there, there's some good Star Wars moments in it, despite the ridiculousness oh, and the right. fact that Hayden Christensen yeah. couldn't act his way out of a wet paperback. <laughs> See, I, I actually don't mind him. He, he doesn't. He doesn't bother. We agree me, on so. nothing. Yeah, but I, I will say though that I'm very excited about the Obi Wan series that's going to be coming out. A hundred percent. Mandalorian as well. Gregor's, oh yeah, Mandalorian's gonna be great. Yeah, but Ewan McGregor, um, after watching him in the prequels, I love that. He is he's such a great actor and I'm I'm so excited for the Obi Wan. Me too, yeah. me too. Uh, and and I'm serious. So I'm gonna have you back on if, if you're down for it, and we will just talk Star Wars. Um sure. somewhere down yeah, the road we'll stay we'll take a total D and D break and we'll uh, we'll go full Star yeah. Wars. Um, cool. so that's awesome, man. So, so anything, anything big or exciting coming up for, for smugglers, anything you want to talk about or share? Um, so yeah, we, we just, uh, released our, our star Wars one, a uh, brew this week. Um, 
so or last week. So we got that out now. Um, and we're also doing another barrel-aged coffee, um, which will be released uh, early October. And uh, that one we're calling Templars of the T Tabletop. Uh, it's a barrel-aged coffee. Um, and uh, if you look on our, on our Instagram and stuff, I know I did post some pictures of it a while back. But we're going to formally release it this uh, probably this week or next week, early October-ish. Um, and what that is is it's also it's going to have like a little bit of a charity to it. Um, so we're going to give some of the proceeds from that to the auction of many things. Um, the auction of many things, uh, for people who don't know, um, supports a lot of the old uh, TSR employees, um, you know who. You know they uh, the early Dungeons and Dragons creators. Right, um, right. So the guys from uh, like the Murder Hobos and Death Saves, they did this thing last year, and also the the Gary Khan guys and Night Owl Night Owl Studios. They did the charity um, the auction, and it was something that that's uh, kind of means a lot to me because Dungeons and Dragons um, really kind of sparked the creativity um, for me um, and, uh, you know, lives in Smuggler's Coffee now. Um, so it's kind of important that, uh, you know, I, for me to give back to those people. And that's the best way that, that I can think of to do that um, is by doing the, the charity coffee and uh, we'll be, you know, hopefully we'll be back out in L.A. when they're doing the next auction in 2020. And, uh, you know, be able to, to be there to give them the check. So, but yeah, that's that's what we're doing right now. And, uh, you know, we've always got different uh, coffees coming out at different points. But, uh, you know, that's that's going to be our, our big one that, that uh, I'm really hoping uh, kind of takes off. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Like that, that's a great way to give back, especially cause, cause a lot of people, you know, who might not be familiar with the, the history of TSR and kind of some of the ways that yeah. evolved and was eventually bought by wizards and whatnot. Yeah. Um, CSS, it's a great way. And, and that's what I loved when they announced the, the auction of many things. Um, yeah. so, so it's awesome. It's awesome that you guys do that. Do you ever, do you ever go out to any of like the, the conventions, like, like, you know, full on nerd conventions, like the PAXs or the, you know, you said you did Gary Con, right? Yeah, we do GaryCon. Um, we don't set up a booth or anything because uh, a lot of the hotels kind of frown upon a coffee vendor being there because they're Fair trying point. to sell yeah. their food and stuff like that. I mean, if, if so you, you can get this... hotel convention coffee, I mean, why would you why would you pass up that opportunity, right? Yeah, right. So um, usually we just go and hang out, um, but we do GaryCon every year. Um, this will be, I think, my fourth year going now, um, and uh, that's been a blast. We get to meet a lot of the people that are on Twitter uh, that we're friends with. Um, besides that, um, there's some little local ones around here in northwest Indiana that we do. Like, there's a little northwest Indiana Comic-Con. Uh, we do a little bit of a sponsorship there. Um we also uh, this year we will be having a we will be having a booth at uh, it's called Arcticon. Uh, it's like a early February or late February. Uh, um, I, don't, I don't have the date for that, but it's a uh, 
role-playing game convention. It's like a one-day thing. Uh, people, I know there's uh, Adventure League there. There's the Pathfinder Society. Uh, so there are some really cool games. And there's also some like local creators who've made different role-playing games. They demo their games there. Awesome. Um, and then there's also another one coming up uh, early November. Uh, it's the uh, Hammond, Indiana Public Library. They're doing this thing called a Fan Fest. And we're going to be there along with a couple other uh, like comic book dealers. Um, and we're doing uh, like a Dungeons & Dragons thing there. Um, this one guy um, on uh, Instagram called Pull the Lever uh, DM. He's going to be running some games out there. So if you get a chance, look him up on Instagram. It's pull the lever DM. Um, he's going to be running some games out there. Um, we're going to be selling coffee. Um, so I mean, if you make it out to Hammond, if you're in the area, you know, check it out. It, it should be a good time. It's their first time doing anything like it, and uh, they're also going to have local comic book artists and stuff too. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, what we're doing. So. Very cool. Not, nothing, uh, none of the big conventions uh, yet. Uh, hopefully, one day we'll be we'll be doing some of the bigger ones. But hey, the only place to go is up. You just keep uh, keep grinding, right? Pun intended. Yeah, Pun much. totally Thanks. intended. Um, well, cool, dude. So, so remind people where they can find you online if they want to get some of your coffee, and uh, where they can check you out on social media. Yes. Yeah, so we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and we are on Instagram. It's all Smuggler's Coffee. Um, and our um, store is uh, store.smugglerscoffee.com. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, we do a lot on we're, – we're on – I mean, if you want to get a hold of us, you know, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, also, you can email me, smugglerscoffee at gmail.com. Um, any coffee questions, D and D questions, uh, whatever, you know, I usually respond back pretty quick. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for having, uh, for, for joining us today for talking coffee, a little bit of star Wars, a little bit of D and D. Um, <laughs> definitely gonna have to get a couple bags, try it out. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking again. We'll do, we'll do that special, uh, star Wars podcast here pretty soon. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey guys, that was Dave from Smuggler's Coffee. Make sure to check him out. And as always, make sure that you uh, subscribe to the podcast. Check us out on social media, Roll Number Four Persuasion on the Twitter and the Instagram, and uh, go to iTunes, leave us a review. Um, if it's not a positive one, you know, tweet tweet at me angrily. Don't don't leave a bad review. Just tweet angry things at me. That's totally fine. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed and leave us a five star review. Always love bringing you guys great interviews with uh, great creators in our space. And until next time, this has been Roll for Persuasion. Check out our next episode coming soon.